This week's Pilch Point with Abram Pilch is proudly powered by Newegg. Whether you're uh, buying a new computer, building a new computer, or upgrading an existing one, Newegg has all of the parts to make that possible. Whether you're looking for um, great deals on RAM, hard drives, SSDs, monitors, cases, all of that are available uh, through Newegg and they do uh, daily deals. And one of those daily deals right now, if you're um, building a NAS drive or something like that, they've got a uh, Western Digital 10 gig uh, uh, drive for 375, which is a crazy price for something like that. They've also got, um, you know, some some high speed RAM, uh, 16 gig for what, 85 bucks. Plus, they've got a whole bunch of other stuff. And again, the deals change every day. Sometimes these uh, little shell shocker deals will go quicker than that. So uh, definitely keep checking back. And you can do all of that by going to pilchpoint.live slash newegg. 10 gig drive, huh? That's crazy. Anyway, uh, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to go the other way. Let's talk small things, Abram. Yes. So, um, if you've been listening to this, uh, for, to our show for, uh, for a while, you know, one of my, uh, hobbies, one of my obsessions, uh, the last few, uh, year or so has been, uh, has been trying to build stuff with raspberry Pi, Uh, and, uh, you know, so here I have, here I have one. It's uh raspberry Pi zero W. Uh, but, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about, I got the opportunity to interview uh, Evan Upton, who is the uh, founder and is the founder of Raspberry Pi, invented the first, uh, worked with the team, invented the first one, and uh, also is currently, uh, he's the CEO of Raspberry Pi Limited, which actually develops the Pi's. Um, and which is owned by the Pi Foundation, which is the overarching brand that that makes Raspberry Pi. Um, anyway, I had a chance to talk to him a couple of weeks ago and got some really great information about uh, where this has been and, and where it's going. Uh, so, you know, one thing that's really interesting, did you know um, the first Raspberry Pi came out in 2012, uh, seven years ago? And originally the original raspberry originally the original plan was that the raspberry pi uh group they only wanted to make a thousand of them and their only goal in developing the raspberry pi was to increase computer science applications to cambridge university wow that's it they had been receiving like 650 applications a year and then it dropped to like 200 something and so um eben and and his team got decided hey if we get more uh you know hackable computers into the hands of young people then um then we'll be able to uh increase the amount of applications at cambridge wow um uh because all of it all all this uh company uh is based in england so um anyway what an interesting origin story so that was their origin story and then they found out because there were just so many people who were interested in it that they could no way make them just 
manufactured themselves. They they kind of licensed, outsourced the manufacturing of it, and you know, I guess the rest is history, sort of. Yeah. Um, one thing that's really interesting to know also is, um, when they were first designing it, they had no idea that this was going to become so popular with with the maker community. So. There have been uh, almost 25 million Raspberry Pis sold as as of you know now, and the uh, making it one of the most popular computers of all time. Uh, so, I mean, depending on how you measure, I guess a computer. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It's uh, it it uh, when they first started building it, they didn't realize that. Hey, they thought kids are gonna get a kick out of this. They didn't realize that people would be able to to use them to create all kinds of Internet of Things projects, uh-huh. robots, all that kind of stuff. Um, but they went to, but Evan went to a maker fair in New York, and he saw all kinds of people doing doing crazy stuff. And then he realized like how important that was. And you see that. One of the things that really makes Raspberry Pi such a cool thing to use are the is is the set of forty pins. Yeah. So you can see here this one. I had to solder them onto the Pi Zero, but uh, regular Raspberry Pis come with them, come with them on. And you use these. You, you these are GPIO pins, general purpose input output pins, and you can use them to control lights, to control motors, to control you know to take input from sensors to do all kinds of stuff that you can't do with your regular PC. So you take one of these, the Pi zero, you can get it for $5 or the full raspberry Pi that's much more powerful for $35 or so. And you can, you can build something of really great, you know, great power and performance. Uh, you know, behind me in the corner, I have the retro Pi system that i that I built, mm-hmm. they use a full a full Raspberry Pi, uh, and that can play all kinds of arcade games. So obviously, this is a great thing to get into, but they had no idea it was going to be used by makers like that. Um, uh, it's all the they continue to target thirty five dollars as the maximum price uh, for Raspberry Pi, and at one time apparently, Upton was working on the Raspberry Pi two. We're now up to the third. We're now on the third generation of Raspberry Pi for those not keeping track. And he was working on the second gen, and he met Eric Schmidt from Google, and showed it to him. That and he said, "Here's this Raspberry Pi two I'm working on, and I think and it's going to cost more money." And apparently Schmidt said, "You're an idiot. You have to make it. People want cheaper stuff." And he went back to the drawing. Went back home. Went back to the drawing board. And figure out a way to make the Raspberry Two cost only thirty-five bucks. Wow. So, they're so, it's you know, and they're very uh, parsimonious with that thirty-five bucks. One of the things that I asked him, uh, Upton when I had a chance was, how come there's no power switch? There's no power switch on any of these Raspberry Pis. Mm-hmm. You want to turn it on? Uh, you plug. You want to turn it on? Plug in your micro USB. You want to turn it off? You should probably shut down the operating system, but then unplug the USB. Um, so uh, he said that that's a feature that maybe 10% of people would use, and that's and for 10% of people using it, that's not enough. Uh, and 
for a lot of people, when they're building their own stuff, they can make their own on-off button because you can attach a button to the, any of the pins here, and then you can can program it to do on-off through that. So, um, fair enough. So you know that's how a lot of people uh, are building things with it. Speaking of building things with it, fifty per, about half of the people who buy it now, the customers are industrial. Their their company is building the pie into something else. Um, so that uh, and that is one reason why you you'll notice if you go to the raspberrypi.org site they are still selling the raspberry and manufacturing the raspberry pi 1 and 2 even though they're way out of date and mm-hmm. uh, unless you have some really urgent need to do use one as a drop in replacement for one you had i wouldn't recommend buying an old one but they're still selling them and and actually not for any i don't think for any cheaper either um so, but they, they don't like to end of life products. They said there's a lot of people who, you know, really depend on stuff being available. So mm-hmm. even when the next generation Raspberry Pi 4 comes out, you'll still be able to get your three and your two and your one. Um, and speaking about the four, everyone is really looking forward to what the next generation of Raspberry Pi is. I certainly am. Uh, and so uh, I have an article up on uh, Tom's Hardware right now where we talk about uh, all of the things that we know about the Raspberry Pi 4. Unfortunately, it seems like it's not going to be coming out this year, and Upton and his team are still making decisions about it. So he, I think he was very open with me about what their thinking is, but they haven't really finalized on anything. So he does believe that it will be... It, they have to do a die shrink. Right now, all Raspberry Pis have been 40 nanometer... They have to go down to maybe 28 nanometer or less, but higher than 7 nanometer because apparently 7 nanometer they can't get uh, the type of uh, volta- the type of voltage handling that they want uh, inexpen- inex- inexpensively at 7 nanometer. Um, it will not. They are really determined to keep the price the same. And they're really determined to keep the size the same or smaller. They don't want it to get bigger. Um, and he's pretty happy with the mix of ports that the full Raspberry Pi has. Uh, but we did talk we did talk about what he thinks of USB Type-C, which is something I'd like to see on the Raspberry Pi. Mm-hmm. And he's a little less bullish on it than I am. He said it would be good to have possibly because it enables more power delivery, but he doesn't think that the Type-C plug is as rugged as micro-USB, is as durable as micro-USB, which is something I hadn't heard before. That's an interesting uh, thought. I, I, that's something I had not heard before no. uh, from anybody. Uh, in my experience, Type-C has been pretty pretty good, but um, he said the uh, the environments that people use these in uh, he thinks the Type C might might not be durable enough, but he does like it for power delivery. So, um, so there's a possibility of Type C. Um, the other thing is, for sure, what they're going for is more RAM, faster processor, and faster I/O, um, which are all significant issues that are lacking right now. Right? You the current top-of-the-line Raspberry Pi, the 3B Plus, uh, has only one gig of RAM. It's a quad-core processor that operates at 1.4 gigahertz. 
uh, and the entire bus is USB 2, so no USB 3. Um, you know, you can't use uh, particularly fast peripherals. So, um, you know, those are all things that, uh, you know, that they that they want uh, that they that they want. I think every every um, person who is a fan of Raspberry Pi would want also. So, um, you know, that's kind of that's what we're expecting. That's reasonable out of the next gen Pi. Uh, but if you want to get involved, you know, enjoy the current gen Pi, which you shouldn't wait because the new one's not coming for at least a year. Um, then I highly recommend, uh, there are a lot of great online resources, um, to, to teach you about this. You can, uh, if you're in the United States and you live near a micro center, that is the best place to buy your Raspberry Pi. There are many great kits on Amazon and Newegg, but micro center is selling them almost like below cost. So, but you have to go into the store to do it. So, um, the uh, so the Pi Zero W, the wireless version of this, this one I'm holding right here is five dollars. The full uh, Pi Three B Plus I think is thirty dollars, and the somewhat middle mid range Three A Plus I think is twenty dollars. So uh, really good deals on those. Obviously, you've got to you know you've got to power them with with USB. You've got to find a way of attaching a keyboard and screen or you could do what I do most of the time and, and remote control them using, uh, you know, VNC. But um, they're a lot of fun. You could do a lot with them. And, uh, you know, it's they're great to work on with your kids. Uh, my son and I are always working on projects with them, whether we're trying to make like a little traffic light where things where it changes, the lights change from, you know, red to green or Right now we're working on trying to create a control, a universal controller for a bunch of his Lego power-up toys that all use Bluetooth LE because um, you can send nice. Bluetooth LE from this. Nice. And if you know what codes to send, then you can, um, you can then control it from another device such as a Raspberry Pi. So our goal is we're going to take this, we're going to attach a joystick um, to it and some buttons. And we're going to use this as a controller to control, uh, like his his Lego Boost robot and his Lego Batman car and and other things. Uh, so, you know, the the biggest downer, which is another thing he said that they haven't put on, is an analog to digital converter. You have to, if you want to convert analog to digital, you have to buy you know an add-on chip, um, and. Uh, you know, that can be a pain when you're doing things like using joysticks because those are analog, so you have to convert in some way. But uh, I strongly encourage everybody to read uh, tomorrow. I have a more detailed story, 10 Things You Didn't Know About Raspberry Pi, and we already have up the story on the Pi 4. And, uh, you know, at Tom's Hardware, we're committed. We're going to have a lot more Pi stories, cool. not just about it, not just news, but like how to how to use it. Uh, going up uh, because it's it's a lot of fun and it's a it's a great challenge. And and one of the things that I think has made Raspberry Pi so successful is the fact that you can use it from so many different environments, right? Like you can even install uh, Windows 10 IoT Core on there. So if you wanna if you wanna run entirely in a in a Microsoft environment, you can put iot core on there you can 
You can program it directly in C or C++. You can, you know, there's all kinds of ways to yeah. interact with it and different ways to, to put it to use. So you don't have to um, wrap your head so much around it as you can make it fit into your environment. And that's, I think that's yeah. been a huge uh, selling point for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's there's a lot. It's very, very flexible. Um, uh, you know, you can get Windows 10 IoT core, but, you know, just to clarify for our audience, that's not Windows 10. Mm -hmm. You don't get it. You don't get Windows and a start menu and right. get to move around. That's purely for running programs on it that you've created on another computer to, to yeah. do IoT stuff. Uh, you know, basically do probably do a lot with this, these input output pins, mm -hmm. right? Um, generally on um, generally on the def on the official operating system, which is called Raspbian, you would use um, you would probably use Python mm -hmm. to do most use Python language to do most of that. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's other operating systems for it, and I'm still holding out the hope that someday Microsoft will. Um, will release a version of windows that would run a full windows that would run on raspberry pi i mean they uh, i mean i don't know if people would pay for the windows so maybe that would be a downer for them but uh you know that they already have windows on arm mm -hmm. so so i don't know how hard it would be for them to make make it work on raspberry pi and uh optin says he would certainly welcome them doing it even though they're big members of the open source community, they're definitely not opposed to uh, to Microsoft. Well, Microsoft is officially the largest contributor to the open source community, so it would be weird for them to be opposed to it at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, there's some there's some Linux uh, geeks out there uh -huh. who, uh, you know, yeah, who have their who have their feelings. Indeed, right, indeed, they do about. Perhaps, perhaps you know, uh, uh, when the the whatever it ends up being branded the Windows Lite that they're working on internally, that might that might be the the version that finally is able to run on something like the Raspberry Pi. That would be interesting to see. But yeah, uh, would it's it's a cool platform. Um, I've got a couple of them around here myself. I uh, I'm consistently impressed, and so. It's good to see that they're they're still focusing on and have figured out who their core market is, and uh, I can't wait to to read the ten things thing tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's really cool. I, I was really excited to be able to talk to to Upton because he's you know he's a real hero in this industry. He invented mm -hmm. this thing, uh, and you know, and he's still running it for the most part. So it's uh, it's great, and like you know, their goal was to you know, was not to just start a profitable business. Their goal is it's a near Raspberry Pi foundation is a nonprofit. Their goal is to make something uh, for the world. And, you know, originally it was for kids, but now it's, it's for everyone. For sure. And there have been so many interesting things that have been built uh, care of the Raspberry Pi. So they've obviously done a good job with it. And so you said, that the uh, the ten things we'll be able to see tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow morning. Fantastic. Well, I can't wait for that, and uh, I can't wait to see what you uh, what you have for us next time. 